2: Can I get a back rub before we start?
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, can I get a back rub here?
2: Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan.
3: And I'm Patrick.
2: It's only been a week for you guys, but it's only, only been two days for us know, since we last recorded. I know, it felt recorded. longer. It, it didn't feel that long to no? me. Yeah, because mostly I spent my entire Saturday asleep, so I didn't really <laughs> have a, a Saturday.
3: Like sped by.
2: Yeah, I, did, well, I my... did
3: end up going to the doctor. You did? I did, and I got some bad news. I've come down with a case of... Um, I can't think of anything. Gosh darn it! Dang it! I I was hoping. I thought you had something. Start the whole episode over again. I can't. Ethan, what if what if Phoebe's parents listen to this podcast and they know that I'm not funny?
2: I don't think they listen to this podcast. And also, they do sometimes.
3: One time I said something that got me in trouble. (laughs) Oh really? Yeah. What'd you say? It was back when I hadn't mailed out the mugs yet, Uh and um. Phoebe's mom we shipped the mugs to their house and Phoebe like packed them up in her car and drove them up to Ohio with her so it was like a long process and um, she was like he still hasn't mailed the mugs and I was like oh no (laughs) oh no she knows she knows I'm so irresponsible
2: did you really get in trouble or is it just kind of like a
3: in my head, I got in. I, she, okay, it was probably, an, op, an honest, in all honesty, it was probably an offhanded comment, but I took it, like, way more. Like, because I'm very hard on myself, and so I, in my Wait, head, I got really? in trouble. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. You don't? You didn't? I'm, I'm joking. Wow. I'm joking with you.
2: Take that. What I want you to do is take that comment really hard and personal.
3: <laughs> what, I want you to do, what I want you to do is I want you to take that thing that I said, and I want you to yeah. immediately put it, like, right in your heart. Just, like, put yes. it right there. Let it sit.
2: Well, I uh, I had a great great Saturday. My family actually went to my grandma's. I missed out on grandma's Christmas because I stayed home. Mm. But I feel a lot better. That's good. I think I sound a lot better too compared you to do. last week's episode. Your energy
3: level is already way up.
2: Yes, because it's because I'm not. My body isn't fighting off thousands of evil blood cells.
3: Evil, evil little blood, blood cells? Evil
2: little, blo- I don't know what they're called.
3: I don't, I don't think diseases are blood cells.
2: My, t- my T cell, my white T cells are, are working, are not working as hard as they were on Friday. So I have all a bit of my more cells energy. are white T cells. Yeah. Um, so that was good. I slept a lot. I was something I forgot to mention on, uh, last week's podcast was my brother and I, in my In my bout of sickness, we watched Spy Kids 2 and 3. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know if you've ever seen those films, but there's not a lot. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I thought that the plots made more sense than they actually (laughs) do. Like, so let's take Spy Kids 3, for example. I assumed, when I watched it as a kid, it all made sense. I was like, oh, they're in the game. They got to shut the game down. But you watch it again later, (laughs) and it's like... So, it's the OSS, right? The Secret Service people or the spy agency. They send in Juni Cortez. They're like, you gotta shut down the game.
4: Yeah.
2: He has a timer on his watch, right? 12 mm-hmm. hours. You got 12 hours to shut down the game before it's launched wide. So far, so good, right? Mm-hmm. So then, this is where it starts getting <laughs> wacky. He is able, he's talking to the spy people, right? Who are separate from the man who made the game, the toy maker, played by Sylvester Stallone. Mm hmm. Um, and they say, hey, we can send in a member of your family if you want to help you. And he's like, oh, okay, great. I want my grandpa. So grandpa gets sent into the game. But then, for whatever reason, they take away an hour of his time to shut down the game. And so I'm like, wait a minute. How come you, the, the spy agency who's trying to get the game to shut down are making it more difficult for him by giving him a lifeline and then taking away time when in reality no time needs to be taken it's just it's so weird and then they're able to they're able to manipulate the game from the spy agency as if they were the ones that programmed it like there's a certain point where they're like (laughs) they're going to the toy maker's lair throw more lava at them it's like you guys have no control over the game what do at what point did you start to anyway there's just a lot of uh, a lot lot of of questions i have a lot lot of of plot holes not to mention the fact
3: did not answer
2: Spy Kids 4 uh, was bad. Spy Kids 2 was good. The first three-fourths of Spy Kids 2 is great. And then they end up in this cave, and they develop a psychic connection. And then there's, like, this whole skeleton bit where the skeletons are fighting them. It's totally unrelated to the rest of the plot of the movie. I do not but
3: remember these movies. I may not have watched these movies. These weren't Disney Channel movies, were they?
2: They were. I think they were Disney movies.
3: Huh. Yeah. That's weird because Disney movies usually hold up. They do.
2: the first one might hold up i didn't see i we didn't we skipped the first one because we wanted to go straight to when things got weird
3: yeah Um, the thumb the Thummy boys yeah those are classic
2: they oh gosh that what the first one is weird also all three of them are really weird i didn't see the fourth one
3: who who were those made for children
2: children but like what kind children who wanted to be spies yeah i don't (laughs) know There's also a part where Juni Cortez, an 11-year-old spy, uses his badge to get Secret Service agents to move out of the way so he can talk to the president's daughter, which I think is hilarious.
3: That's awesome. I'd use that power. Yeah. I'd use that power.
2: But that's, you know, with my sickness, that's all I've really had time to do is watch Spy Kids 2 and sleep a lot. So
3: I watched Marvel movies, which aren't as fun to talk about as banter because they're, like, you know, serious. Yeah. But I think there are a lot of parallels between Spy Kids and Captain America Winter Soldier. Absolutely. It's basically the same plot.
2: You've got a redhead. Yeah. Um, you've got. A spy boy. A spy boy. Um, evil government Russians. Evil government Russians.
3: Yeah. And brainwashing.
2: And brainwashing. Boom.
3: Boom. Easy. So yeah, cause because 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 it's only been two days. Really, nothing interesting has happened for in between us. the l- yeah. once
2: last we spoke and now.
3: Except um, I saw Father Anthony, and he oh, was like, good. he was like, "Oh, Merry Christmas! Oh, bad Merry Christmas! Office talk, blah blah blah." Hey, when's the next time I'm gonna see you? And I told him next time I'm gonna see you is at SLS 2020 when we record Whoa. on December 31st at 9 p.m. in the media booth.
2: Is he gonna come to our recording?
3: He better. Gosh, that's going to make me
2: so nervous for him. If him and Father Harrison are both in the audience, I'm going to be so nervous. I It's like it's bad enough having your one dad show up to like anything <laughs> that you do, but when two of your dads when show up. When both of your dads.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's less than ideal.
3: Oh my gosh. I so if we if we weren't doing a, a an end of the decade spectacular, I, I would love to have had a topic that was based on something that I heard last week on Clerically Speaking, because Father <clears throat> Anthony did this whole like this whole spiel on Romans. Oh, yeah. Their topic for this past Friday. Yeah. And oh, my gosh, I love the I book haven't of listened Romans. yet. Oh, it's so good. Romans 8 is he tells Father Anthony tells the story of um his spiritual director gave him Romans 8 to read as like a, as like a, a, a practice and just continuously read Romans eight throughout the throughout the season of advent and I was like that that's the best chapter of Romans that's one of the best chapters of the Bible I freaking love that chapter I go to it all the time it's really good
2: top ten Bible chapters of the decade
3: top ten Bible chapters of the decade uh, Romans 8 uh, John 6 um, Galatians 5 oh easy Galatians 5 um, Ephesians four. Uh, Isaiah
2: fifty one.
3: I'm more of an Isaiah fifty five guy myself.
2: Is that what? I, is, that's probably what I meant to say. That's probably, yeah. Um. And fifty five. Uh, it's Psalm fifty one. That's what I'm. Psalm fifty one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, can you hear my dad yelling through the air vent? I can hear <laughs> your dad yelling.
3: <laughs> Welcome, Mister Stevie, to the podcast. Hey, Dad. Uh, <laughs> come is, on down. We don't <laughs> have to be up there. Come in and record with me. All right. So, Ethan. Tell, tell the lovely folks at home what we're doing today.
2: Yeah, so Patrick and I were thinking, since we've known each other for this whole decade and we've been recording together for this whole decade. The whole
3: time. And every month that, we've done a the monthly whole time, mailbag. Every
2: month we been <laughs> 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 doing a monthly mailbag. We're doing decade of the month this year right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this month's decade, the this
2: 1820s. Decade is, is the one that we just lived. Um, everybody's probably doing a decade retrospective, but we wanted to throw our, our hats in the ring Throw in our two cents of what we thought about this decade, um, maybe provide a, a different sort of, I don't know, vibe than uh, what you might get from other podcasts or other medium. So, we, what should we start with, Pat? Do you want? Well, we should start, start
3: with, with the fact that this is the biggest. I need, to, I need to preface this. Okay, please do. I need to preface this whole episode with, Ethan. Yeah. What was the first year? Ever. The On The first m- like, year? When did the calendar start? When Whenever did AD the- start?
2: When did AD start?
3: Yeah, what was the first year of the Anno Domini? What was the first year?
2: Year zero to one.
3: You think they started with year zero? Yeah. They started with year zero. Yes. That's what you're going with? No. Yeah. There's no year zero. Well, then when
2: was Jesus born?
3: He was born in 1 AD. Decades okay. start at 1 It's not the end of the decade. That's next year. But because everybody else is freaking out about the end of the decade, fine. We're going to call it the end of the decade.
2: We couldn't have a fun, normal podcast without you trying to be right about something.
3: I told you last week, I care a lot about time. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) And I am just maintaining my brand. And I want everyone to know. The decade starts next year. But anyway, your,
2: your input has been noted. We are moving on.
3: <laughs> so you texted me a whole list of things that I had. Yeah. To, I just, I had well, to our about.
2: conversation is really going to be the meat of it. It's not like you have to have a bunch of correct answers, but we can start wherever on that list. Oh, that okay, cool. Start.
3: I thought like you knew all the answers to my like best this of the decade. No, or why would I know your answers? I don't know. <laughs> maybe you like did a real deep dive of the crunch. Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
2: So wh- I asked you where do you want to start?
3: Oh, um this is great content. Let's uh let's start with decade superlatives. Cause I think I think that
2: well, decade superlatives was just supposed to be the title. I don't actually have any decade superlatives.
3: <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> um okay, Ethan. So, I'm just going to ask you uh personal and world culture. Go. ahead. That's
2: all he texted me. No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. This is, let's, I'm going to cut all this out and explain to you. I just wrote Decades of Perlatives as a title to the note, and then Personal and World slash Culture as, like, each one of those we should talk about us personally and in the world. So, like, for greatest joys, talk about us personally. Okay. And also the greatest joys of that we had pertaining to the outside world. Okay. Does that make more sense now? Yeah, it does. Sorry. I thought I didn't really <laughs> – I thought it was clear in the note, but I guess it wasn't.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it
4: wasn't. <laughs> All right, here we go.
2: <clears throat> Let's start with greatest joys. Okay. I think that's good. I mean, it is the season, right? We're in Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, Patrick, I would love to hear some of your greatest joys of the past decade. Okay. This Personally, is but then also in the world. Why?
3: Globally. Okay, it's not really fair because, like, one of the best things ever happened mm-hmm. to me, like, this past year. So, like, it's per- best, by far, best thing of the decade, right? Um, well, actually, wait, yeah, the decade is not 2001. That was last decade. Personal best thing of last decade was me getting engaged. That was like a couple of months ago, <laughs> you know? That's okay. That counts.
2: Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you can have more than one greatest joy.
3: That's fair. Whenever, <laughs> whenever people do like decade retrospectives, they're always very heavy on the most recent five most recent or stuff, one, yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah, so getting engaged was hands down, like, my personal greatest joy of the past decade. Uh, in terms of the world, I didn't get to think about that <laughs> as much. Killing Osama bin Laden. That's pretty f- joyful. <laughs> that was, like, one of the first things that happened in the new decade.
2: <laughs> That's true. I remember that. <laughs> um, I would say for myself, my personal greatest joy was probably my time at k-state nice Uh, yeah it's just like four years of time but it's hard to like top going there for school and living in manhattan kansas and making all the friends that i made and being so close with so many people it was just Mm -hmm. it was an amazing time Um, going further back in high school I would say one of my greatest joys, this is for like early decade now. So I'm I'm doing what nobody else will do and go back to the early part the of the very decade. beginning. Yeah, is joining the debate team. Interesting. Yeah, that's why we have this podcast right now.
3: Because you really like talking?
2: Because I learned how to talk.
3: You learned how to talk, that's fair.
2: I learned how to speak in front of people. I learned how to structure an argument. I learned how to um, work really late hours Mm -hmm. you know uh it was it was really good and i think it gave me a lot of confidence to do a lot of the things that i do now such as be a missionary gift talks and do the crunch podcast so i would say yeah for me doing debate in high school going to k-state starting this podcast huge huge joy
3: big thing what about what about what about globally Globally, oh yeah. man, globally, not even nationally, not yeah.
2: even nationally, globally. Well, when I said in the world, I didn't mean like in the globe.
3: <laughs> no, it has to be like a current it event. It has to be a world world news event. I wish everybody had gotten the same text that I got because it was like twenty. <laughs> it was like twenty minutes ago, and I was like, oh gosh, I got to really scramble. The Dalai
2: um, Lama uh, visited the Queen.
3: I think I think uh Pope Francis uh visiting America that happened. <laughs> That's
2: a pretty big deal. Um obviously I guess for the
3: the the media empire. <laughs> I wish you could see my face. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean like the I guess the, the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Marvel joy. Cinematic
3: Universe was the hands-down best. I guess that,
2: you kind of have to mention it if you're talking about this past decade, don't you?
3: It was the, it was the only thing that happened this decade.
2: Sorry, honey. Yeah. Um, but it's on, if I'm being honest, it's hard to come up with a lot of joys from the world's side of things. My, my greatest disappointments category is a lot more full of things <laughs> than <laughs> my greatest joys category.
3: Yeah, okay, just, that means we have to come up with something good. Um, was there anything good that happened in the past 10 years? Yeah, 2010 kind of just, like, kicked it off with everything sucking. Yeah. Yeah. I guess people got jobs back.
2: We didn't really yeah. have a recession. That was nice.
3: That's true. 20, 2008 was, like, a recession, and then that kind of, like, was on the upswing. The economy's mm-hmm. pretty good right now. Obamacare. Yeah, that exists. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just spitballing here. Um, what else happened?
2: Honestly, as far as culture goes, I think this was a huge downturn. <laughs> this is like a negative. Ne-
3: negative. you Yeah, know, if we if we if we could like if we could like throw our culture up on like a line graph, this would be a little bit of a downtick. I mean, I think the greatest joy, the one of the biggest cultural shifts. um ihop becoming ihob that was huge
2: yeah huge love keeping it within the past year on our decade retrospective
3: <laughs> hey that was definitely two years ago i remember that right. um uh, well now, now i gotta think <laughs> well it, it was easy for it, this is this is nice for me because i was like never mind i can't I don't even think i don't even know what i'm trying to say this is a bad episode <laughs>
2: Oh, you're not even trying.
3: I'm not even trying.
2: Let's do let's talk about greatest disappointments then. It's a lot easier to talk about the stuff that This episode.
3: <laughs> oh boy. This is why we can't have nice things. Um that's that's a meme of the decade. This is why we can't have nice things. Okay, greatest disappointments. Uh one of my greatest disappointments of the decade. Um not getting the lead in my junior school musical tough that's so tough <laughs> that's I, I got the other lead <laughs> i didn't get the, the main one that i want <laughs> um greatest disappointment uh in the what about you ethan
2: yeah dude uh i think for myself when i look back at college my greatest disappointment is that i just took too long to figure out like how to actually live well Mm -hmm. you know my first two years were just kind of like a "Ah," you know which might be how it is for everybody but
3: i don't think anyone goes into college being like Yes, I am very good at college. I know exactly what to do now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm just disappointed it's like it parenting. Takes
2: so long to figure it out.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like parenting. No one gets handed a screaming, slimy, crying monkey and goes, Yes, this is normal. But I can but the handle thing this. Is,
2: but the thing is, when you go to college, you're just doing school. And you're like, you kind of, at least for me, I already learned how to study and yeah. do things on time. And then when I get to college, it's like, but what if I didn't do any of the things that I learned how to do? <laughs> and then I realized, like, wait a minute, that's actually a bad idea. To live yeah, that way.
3: you're like, you go into college. Oh, that's actually that's actually true. College isn't like going in not knowing what to do. It's going in knowing exactly you what know you exactly should be what doing to do and not doing it <laughs> and not doing it for four <laughs> years.
2: Yeah, it's and it didn't like super affect my my grades or my. Mm-hmm. graduation or anything like that. But um I think it would have made college a lot more enjoyable if I had kind of just done what I knew needed to be done instead of Yeah. For the most for the fir- first two years. Junior and senior year I kind of figured it out and picked it up. But
3: I think I think I actually I think the opposite happened to me. I know a lot of people like when they get to college they start slacking off more and they mm-hmm. start like overeating and they like don't take care of themselves and all that stuff. But like the exact opposite happened to me my freshman year. So I got there and I was like, I told my friends where I left, I was like, man, I'm so excited. I'm going to wake up at like 7 a.m. and I'm going to pray and then I'm going to work out and then I'm going to do my homework and it's going to be awesome. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be so organized because I, I my first class started at 12, like every day. I didn't have a class until noon. And so I told my friends that. And my one well, of my friends, Daniel, was like, not going to happen. And it did. I woke up at 7 every day and prayed. And then I like worked out and then i ate breakfast i did all my homework and i finished it all before i had to go to go to class and i finished class by five and i had like a full day every day it was great wow i lost 15 pounds my first semester of college
2: that's amazing yeah
3: so i I had a pretty good first semester and then like i think after that i i I maintained a lot of those habits yeah but i think like i lost (laughs) some and i noticed losing those habits more and so the rest of college i was just like Looking back on my first semester freshman year, like, oh I was so responsible then. What could have been? Once upon a time. I think it was because I didn't have any friends. The only thing I could do was, you know, be super on the nose, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I had friends, but not, like, friends. Yeah. Right. I think another thing, too,
2: looking back at high school, is that I didn't join the, the the I don't know what it was. What was it? The Spirit Club?
3: Yeah. <laughs> you wanted to know? join no
2: like you would you have been a spirit club guy yeah i could have well this is this is why it makes me think it's not that i i was in band right
3: yeah and
2: i was in marching band and i loved being in band and marching band um but it kind of precluded any involvement in any other sort of spirit club because i had to yeah. be in the band at the things instead yeah. of being with the spirit club at the thing what did you
3: play again trumpet oh yeah that's right so
2: it's not that i would have quit or maybe I don't know this is one of the it's like a question mark of because one of the one of the teachers that I really liked she sat me down and she's like Ethan I would love it if you were on it's like they called it like the Falcon something or other I don't
3: remember the Falcon fanboys yeah the fa- he's like, Falcon fanatics
2: She's like I would love it if you took this class it's basically just a spirit club there's no homework um, I think you should join because you're a really excitable guy and we would love to have you like helping us out and I was like I could but i i would have to quit band (laughs) and she's like well think about it ended up not doing it and I'm, i'm pretty disappointed that i didn't try something new
3: yeah not
2: yeah it's good it's good to stick around in something for four years but if i could have made it work i should have tried to make it work that's another thing too with a with a play i never tried out for a play
3: never tried out for a play. Mm-mm. Plays are fun. That's one of the things that I'm going to miss the most about high school is having yeah. played. And I kind of I'm kind of disappointed about not doing this in at in college. Um cuz like when I was in high school, my my one extracurricular that I did I, I did like my my one big extracurricular was Jesus things. Yeah. And so when everything was a Jesus thing at Franciscan nothing felt like an extracurricular yeah you know yeah honestly when i was in high school it felt like my main job was youth group and my school was my extracurricular Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but so like i did a lot of things in high school like i was i joined chorus late (coughs) my one of my one regrets would be not joining chorus earlier because i was like really Mm -hmm. good at it and i was Mm -hmm. not i didn't have as much fun in orchestra but one of my one of my biggest regrets is not doing plays in college because i was just like i don't have time for any of that i'm too busy doing jesus stuff (laughs) you know um yeah but my 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 theater department in my high school was just top-notch like the theater itself was beautiful and and everybody was we had a really solid group do you know that um there's a show on disney plus now called encore have you seen it uh is it like entourage is exactly yeah no it's (laughs) um i haven't seen any episodes but the premise is they find like they find high schools who put on productions of disney musicals in high uh, school and uh, they have them put it on again but like higher caliber
2: high school musical
3: yes no so like they have they find like a group of people who did beauty and the beast in 1985 and they get everyone back together and uh, they do like another show man. um and That's so that was funny because it's funny because when i was in sixth grade okay me and a bunch of me and my my class as i know this is before the decade when i was in sixth grade my class did a production of pirates of penzance okay which is a gilbert and sullivan musical from like 18 something yeah, yeah i know, about, and, I know cool. about all that and um then in 12th grade uh, my last musical was pirates of penzance just happened because the new the new theater director wanted to do it and me, my friend Tim, and my friend Lily, we all played the same three leads that we did in sixth grade. Really? Yeah. So, like, we did it. We It was our first show together, and it was our last show together. And wow. a lot of the same people were still in the cast, like the ensemble, or, like, they they played, like, other lead characters and stuff. But it was so much fun. It was so much fun. So to
2: the, to the producers of Disney's Encore, if you're listening, and I know that you are.
3: It was a kick-butt show. I'm a really funny ma- major general. All I'm saying, that that – that role was was made for me. He is the very model. Of a modern major general.
2: Let's. This is the real meat of this category of, of real most, meat. most disappointing or greatest disappointments. That was
3: my nickname in middle school.
2: It's not, uh, no, it wasn't. Um, in the culture, uh-huh. what were your, or in the world, what were your greatest disappointments of this past
3: decade? The greatest disappointments of the past decade in yeah, the I world? I have a lot. You have a lot? Oh, yeah, of course. Do I just not think about the world enough? I'm just saying, like,
2: uh, gay marriage was legalized by the Supreme Court. Um, Yeah. The the life issues were totally and completely taken in the wrong direction. Yeah. Gender issues totally taken in the wrong direction. The
3: Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report. The Pennsylvania (laughs) Grand Jury Report. Like, (laughs) honestly, there's so much. It's easy. So many bad
2: things have happened that what was bad but i honestly believe that this was a cursed decade
3: this was a this was the 20th century of decades it really was (laughs) if the 20th century was a decade this would be the decade and now that's that's all
2: it all gets so compacted it all happens so fast now
3: yeah we could have we
2: could literally have a 20th century worth of badness happen in one decade just because of how whiz bang everything is
3: i think my greatest disappointment was the it's 29 it's 2016 it's 2017 18 19 15 whatever i think that's my least favorite thing it's like yeah one of my greatest disappointments of this decade is not so much like one event but it's this gener it's this general attitude that progress is god yes that's my that's my biggest disappointment, is that this decade kind of encapsulated the, the fallacy that just because something is quote-unquote new, it is then progressive. Yes. It's not necessarily. I made this, I made this, I pointed this out to my friend back in the day. I was like, look, he's like, the Bible is, the Bible is ancient. Like, the Bible is like saying you can't, like, gay people can't have sex. That's, that's so old. And I was like, well, how, it can't possibly be older than gay people. Yeah, because you can't say, "Hey, that's a." That, it can't. You can't. Sodomy obviously predates the Bible because it's it my, had to exist in order for the Bible to say no. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of a lot of things that we do now, for instance, murdering children, is not progressive. It is in fact regressive. But it's dressed up as progress because it's not familiar, because it's yeah. new, because it's it's changing, it's different, um, and because you can dress it up as self-determinism like we were talking about last week then it's progressive so that that's my that's my biggest disappointment of the decade that kind of wraps everything up in a nice little terrifying bow <laughs> yeah um what's your greatest disappointment that doesn't fit underneath everything that i just everything
2: said. That you just said uh probably the the social media um video game just juggernauts
3: yeah I guess that's fair. It did get worse. It did get a lot worse. Because, yeah, it was pretty much, oh, my gosh, you're so right. This was the decade. I was trying to think of, like,
2: the way to describe this decade. It's like we're not really in the information age anymore. We're just in, like, the overload, sensory overload age. Yeah, really? Where it's just everything all the time. 20, it's more than 24-7. Because mm-hmm. 24-7 implies that you're checking the news once an hour <laughs> every day. It's <laughs> yeah. like... How many minutes are in a day? I don't know. Too many.
3: <laughs> How many minutes are in a day? Nah, too many. Ethan's TV. Um, yeah, no, you're so right. Because, like, mobile apps yeah. were just starting to be a thing at the tail end of the last decade. Exactly. So and here's then, the thing. It all happens so fast, which means it could all fall so quickly.
2: Yes. Isn't that's that I beautiful? Hope. That's what I want.
3: Isn't that beautiful? Do you think it will, though? No. <laughs> I oh, mean this great. I'm sure the cigarette was invented pretty quickly too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or gambling, you know. G- gambling. <laughs> gambling was invented real quickly. Yeah. Hey, I wonder for a long time. Hey, you think that bird's going to fly first or that one? I don't know, but if oh, it's that I'll one, I'll you, pay you 20 I'll bet bucks.
2: You two galleons. Um
3: <laughs> I'll give you my horse if it's that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say just the the complete takeover of those things on our lives. Um, And the huge industries that they've become is it's not like it's not like I'm disappointed. I'm like, how dare you, culture? But also at the same time, like the the fact that everyone just willingly gives up their time and attention to stuff online instead of to each other and to other things is like kind of scary. And it can literally only going to get worse in the next decade as they find more and more immersive and new ways to get you to give up your time and attention to the thing that's going to make that company more money.
3: Yeah, I think the only solution to this problem is that um, the only time people should use their phones is to download and listen to our podcast.
2: Yeah. and or then to download Temple Run because you know how I love some Temple Run.
3: I played Temple Run again for the first time yesterday and it was a huge waste of time.
2: Oh, that's all that it is. <laughs> and I think one other thing that I will say is uh, it's kind of along your idea of progressivism with this idea of like, um, equating emasculation with um, feminine empowerment mm-hmm. those, those are not the same thing not like, the same we thing don't, we don't have to demasculate men in order to make women more powerful um, and so I think that's that's just another thing Like a, you always see the future is female like, I have no doubt that the future is female and women do need more voices in, in lots of different places all over the world there's still lots of areas in the world where women are totally taken advantage of and abused. Yeah. Um but by completely shutting down men, male voices, I don't think that's like the the answer per se. Um Well
3: I also I also think that this you're you're right. The scope is too small. I think when it comes to our focus on civil rights in general as a group as as Americans is just not as yeah. um Awesome. Not as realistic about the world, like it's very it's very white middle class yeah. look at yeah. equal rights. It's like, well, here we are in the white middle class, and since anybody can be in this class now, I guess we're equal. All right, cool, sweet, yeah, that's we did it, everybody. Good we were job. patting ourselves in the back. We're like, heck yeah, we did it. But we still have like injustices of the upper class, right? Like mm. we have still the injustice in the upper class, and like the way that people that rich people take advantage, and then we have inequalities in the lower class. And then we have inequalities in <coughs> other countries, you know. Yes. And it's like, I mean, feminism started out as a white middle class, activ activism, mm-hmm. you know. It was, uh, oh my gosh, I forget her name. The or first wave feminism, the origins of first wave feminism is super interesting. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really interesting. Uh, Wasn't it like, some French lady? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay, maybe no. No, I don't. I don't think she might. I don't think she was French. Her name might have been French. Uh, but she she was she was married to she was like a classical like housewife depressed on antidepressants like hates her life wants to do something more and so she just assumed that everyone lived that way as well and so she wrote a book and i think that was the feminine mystique
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
3: anyway we don't need to talk about that but
2: do you have any other disappointments for the decade
3: no, but I do have another. I do have another happiness for the day. Oh, game, yeah. Someone end on a good back. note. Thank I do you. think, I do think, that as a whole, we have become a little more concerned and aware. As I think, I think the fact that think, I think the fact that being being concerned for other people and the popularity of being a, just a just be a good person, I think yeah. that's good. I sure. think that's good, um, regardless of whether or not it's done for Christ. <laughs> being virtuous is still Christ, good because Christ is goodness. Exactly. So. It's like whether or not it's done explicitly for Christ, it's still it's still virtue. And I think I think the the fact that like I don't know, like you know the whole team trees thing that happened. It's like hey 20 million, 20 million trees were donated. That's super cool. Like the yeah. fact that people do that. Uh, people are just cleaning up freaking beaches. You know, I think people are more they care more about <coughs> people that aren't themselves. But we just need to like widen that scope a little bit. Yeah, Um. absolutely. The only downside to that is that. Uh, never mind. I don't want to talk about the downside of that. OK, let's just <laughs> let's just leave that. It's good. Let's just All leave right. it at that. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. You're welcome. <laughs> now, this is one that I'm really excited about. Biggest
2: what ifs.
3: Okay. Of one of my biggest what ifs. <laughs> yeah. Is what if Phoebe went to Austria?
2: Ooh. So
3: the study abroad program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the, Ethan, it was this close. Oh, no. The study abroad program in at Franciscan, you go away for a month, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, Phoebe and I started dating in the fall semester, she was going to go away in the spring semester, which <gasps> means we would have dated for, like, maybe a month and a half, maybe. Right. And then we would have, wouldn't have would have seen each other from the middle of December. And then she would have met a strong Austrian boy. Yeah, right? then she would have met a strong Austrian boy, and she would have realized that I'm actually not a strong American boy, and then she would have married him instead. Uh-huh. But um, then we wouldn't have, like, seen each other until basically, like, a year later, minus a couple months. Dang. Now, again, that probably wouldn't have happened because I ended up I'll, – I'll talk about that in a second, too because of the way where i ended up working for the summer yeah but yeah that was one of my biggest what ifs what about you
2: um i want to start with my my cultural what if yeah okay you, you might share this one too what if benedict stayed pope
3: what if benedict had stayed pope
2: Ooh, that's that's probably the biggest one of the decade for me we wouldn't have had that weird movie the two popes yeah did you watch it no, did you? No, I saw it on Netflix yesterday when I was laying in bed, and I said, "I'm not that sick."
3: I don't want to watch it because, like, I don't want. It just paints Benedict in such a bad light, and he's such yeah. a good person. Like, why right. would they do that to him? Il Papa, Il Papa, don't do that to my Papa. Yeah,
2: I'm just like, obviously, I understand why he retired, but. You've got to imagine that things would be a little bit different in the church, at least, if he was still pope.
3: Yeah, but imagine the books he's writing, man. Ugh, there's
2: no—is he really
3: writing that much?
2: I bet. I hope so. Have we heard? Has he released anything besides that one letter about the abuse crisis?
3: No, he hasn't released anything because he's he going to not...
2: die and then drop like six books.
3: Well, that's that's what happened with Pope Pope John Paul II. I was talking to oh, Nick really? Strop about this. Pope John Paul II, when he died, he said, burn all my stuff. And Pope Benedict was like, um, I'm Pope now. No, we're releasing it. And so he doesn't have a leg to stand on. When he dies, we're obviously going to get all of his writings. That's how yeah. it works. That's the rules. Gosh. And um, But Nick said that when Pope Benedict dies, we're having a party. We're going to have like a big funeral party. A party? Yeah, you get together with all the boys and you just like re- you say a mass for him and you drink German beer. I suppose. It's less of a party, more of like a... This party just sounds like the wrong word. I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess it does. Have a heaven party.
2: When he's canonized. You
3: have a Santo Subito party.
2: Yeah. But you just got to imagine like all of the... This is something... This is like super niche and like not very big culturally. It's just big culturally for us. Like, do you Mm -hmm. think that like Church Militant and Taylor Marshall would be as popular if Benedict was still president. I don't. Yeah,
3: I don't think so. If Benedict yeah. was still president. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> no, so I don't.
2: Interesting, you know, to think about like a world where they don't exist. <laughs> 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 Timothy Gordon, you know, all those people. It's like
3: theology.
2: That's that to me, I think would be would it's like a big what if because it changes a lot about how. I don't know. Yeah, because like it obviously wouldn't change like the grand jury report coming out and all of that stuff, right? It wouldn't, yeah. But But, I think,
3: I think that I think that conservative Catholics would be a lot less bark, 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 bark about (laughs) things. Yeah, it's kind of like a little chihuahua, you know, it's like we get it, you're a dog, (laughs) we understand you're here. Um, conservative Catholics probably wouldn't be as like angry and outspoken all the time, all the time. Yeah, um, but then again, we probably had just have like a Taylor Marshall who's a, a lib. Yeah. I think I think the fact that I think the fact that uh Pope Francis at least appears to be on the more liberal side of Catholicism tends to balance things out because I think that any kind of I don't know. I don't know. I think the church lately has been more conservative and we needed the American church at least needed a little dose of of chill out on the whole. You know, be a little more center. Yeah. If you if you insist on looking at things in a purely political lens, which right. they're not. Right. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
3: My uh, biggest what if of the decade for yeah, the yeah, yeah. culture? What if Barack Obama had been granted a third term? Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't
2: it's it does not really
3: realistic. I think it
2: kind of needs to be at least like within the realm of happening.
3: What if the nukes had been launched? What
2: are you talking about? What if
3: Y2K had happened? Oh boy. That was obviously last decade. Um We're losing him, folks. What if Oh my gosh, what happened to oh, something really big happened in 2010 that I wanted to talk about? Uh, did something big happen in 2010? I mean, the
2: big, the obvious one that I'm thinking of is what if Hillary won in 2016?
3: Yeah, that's an easy one.
2: That's an easy one. Don't have to talk about it too much, but. Yeah, i about
3: it. God. Who, who knows? That's the only answer is like, who, who knows?
2: Who knows what would happen? <laughs> um.
3: Cause we already, we already answered all these questions in 2016. Yeah, what yeah. if Hillary wins? What if Trump wins? And we were basically right. Yeah. Everyone was right. <laughs> yeah.
2: No wall though.
3: No wall. Well, I mean, yeah, we, right. <laughs> no one. No one thought the wall was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I think for me
2: personally, um, if a, big, a huge what if is like, what if I went to KU instead of K State?
4: Because
2: mm-hmm. I thought about going to KU. Um. It would have changed. Would have probably changed the trajectory of of a lot of things. what if i became an engineer instead of a focus missionary
3: <laughs> the podcast would have ended
2: uh yeah i know those are two pretty recent things but i mean who
3: knows how long Teresa and i could have handled it probably a couple weeks probably a couple weeks yeah and then it would have
2: ended <laughs> it takes a special kind of working relationship to do this this because <laughs> we,
3: we switch off who's more responsible yeah. um yeah i don't know what if uh I keep thinking of the world. I don't care enough about the world. I don't know know. enough about the world. Just talk about what you already know about. I don't know (laughs) anything. What if Bernie Sanders had won? The Democratic nominee. Hey, wait a couple months and we'll know. We'll know. (laughs) I had a really long conversation with with my cousin Jake. My cousin Jake works on Capitol Hill for a senator. And he is a very smart person. And... I almost want to have him on the podcast to talk about political things cuz whenever I talk to him about politics I understand things better uh-huh. although he talks about politics all the time for his job so I don't know if he'd want to do that during his free time mm-hmm. um also I don't know how interested our listeners would be in Who politics knows. but I have I have this I have this I I'm starting to realize now that like it's not about being involved in politics. It's about understanding what's going on in the world. And I think those are two different things. Like knowing all of the characters in this reality TV show is not important, but knowing what's going on is important. Yeah. I agree. Hooray. Okay. I don't have any more what ifs. Okay. Uh, What's your, what's your shocking. um, Wow. Can't believe that happened thing.
2: I had one more. What if? but i forgot it oh <laughs> you, you skipped you skadoodles right over me I, I i was gonna say what if like
3: <laughs>
2: this is not a huge what if it's like what if vine never took off
3: oof yeah what if Vine
2: if, never ended or what if vine never ended i think there's because if vine never took off then obviously uh a tiktok wouldn't exist yeah But if Vine never ended, TikTok would also never exist.
3: I think that. I think that.
2: I think there's. It's like that. Vine is like this one, I don't know, cultural linchpin that a lot of people have.
3: Yeah, and I think that. I always. I think that we always knew it was untenable.
2: for a lot of apps, like what if Twitter never took off or what if Facebook never took off or what if Instagram would be so much better, you know, like this, there's so many what ifs of like,
3: well, all of those things. Well, I mean, Twitter and Instagram, Twitter and Facebook started in 2008, but yeah, what if Instagram had never happened? What would the world look like without Instagram? I feel like we'd all be, would there be another, would there be
2: other things in its place?
3: Probably, but I'm saying like, there's no vacuum. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. I think I think we wouldn't. I think people wouldn't be as addicted to their phones. Really? Yeah, because I think people got over Facebook.
2: Yeah, out of the big three, which one do you think takes up most people's time? you think it's Instagram? Does
3: yeah, Instagram does. I think the I think the story mode is it's designed to keep people Get you updated. Because yep. people, there's there's a stigma against posting more than once a day. Yeah but not on your story. You can post as many times as you want. See, so it's weird. like Twitter on Instagram. You can post literally all the time.
2: Yeah, I haven't posted anywhere on anything in a long time.
3: Wow.
4: I
2: know.
3: Oh, that's yeah, just... amazing. Um, what? Uh, oh, also I'm, I'm dropping, I'm dropping a new life Teen blog article soon about uh social media addiction.
2: Oh, nice.
3: Look at it's going to be, it's going to be how to get over social media addiction. And it's the 12 steps for social media
2: cool are you quoting me at all in there
3: yeah the first quote's gonna be everyone delete your phone ethan stevie i was talking to one of my youth group kids today <laughs> and i told her um i was like you should just throw your phone in a river you should not use your phone ever she was telling me some something for some reason she's talking about how she hated she hated social media yeah, yeah for some reason i think it was like judgmentalness or pe- drama probably and that that unambi- that ambiguous cloud in a teenage girl's life drama, you know. And right. I said, "Why don't you just throw your phone in a river?" And then she said, "Well, then I can't text my boyfriend." And I was like, "Perfect, win win. <laughs> you can't have a boyfriend, and also your phone is dead. Um, this is good. We should all throw our phones in our rivers, and everyone should be a priest. All right, Patrick.
2: I think we should jump
3: to meme of the decade. I think it's. But the... my biggest, my biggest, what, my um, biggest, wow, can't believe that happened is about you wanna,
2: us. You want to do biggest? I can't believe that happened.
3: The biggest I can't believe that happened of the decade for us okay. at, together is the fact that the crunch happened. There were okay. so many things that almost didn't happen. You're going to cut so much out of the beginning. We're fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not worried.
3: Yeah. Um, the day that we recorded, I almost, like, canceled. Really? I almost did. Yeah, I was almost like, eh, why? You know, it's not going to be that fun. You know, and then I was like, nah, let's do it. It's, it's going to be fun. You almost canceled on me? I didn't know who you were. What if I canceled on you right now? <laughs> Ethan, you Punk should be Coy. used to getting canceled by now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. And then also, I referenced this earlier, but um, biggest camping that happened in the decade was uh, one of the biggest, was um, for, for the summer, a couple summers ago, a door stationed me at a house like 10 minutes from Phoebe's and Phoebe's hometown. Yeah. It's, it was, which is a really crazy, like, I mean, that we're from crazy. two different parts of the country and like, we went to school in a different part of the country and we happened to be in the same town over the summer. That was cool. Yeah. That's amazing. But anyway, the crunch is more important. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I would say for myself, biggest can't believe that happened is, um, working an internship and having my manager tell me, Oh I'd love for you to work for me and then getting a phone call from HR saying, yeah, we're not inviting you back um, what <laughs> yeah that happened to me twice oh wow and obviously I can see it in the light of like oh this was the Lord working in some way yeah to make it you know not clearer but just like removing certain things to get me where he wanted me to be um. But, yeah, that, that happened to me twice where, like, the people I worked with were like, Well, oh, we'd love to have you back. And then them calling me and being like, ah, we don't actually want you to work here again, um, which is kind of nuts if you think about it. But that's actually – which brings me back to my original can't believe that happened is I got an uh, engineering internship when I was a junior in high school. Whoa, really? Yeah. Huh. Which doesn't happen. And yeah, the, no. Because of that fact, getting an internship every summer in college was so easy. Because I could just walk in and be like, hey, I already have two years of engineering internship experience. And they are like, wow, no way. And boom, got the job. Easy. So I would say the fact that that just kind of fell into my lap when I was a junior, um, huge, like actually way bigger than I probably realized at the time. And then when I was in college, and I'd see people scrambling for internships. I'm like, why are you guys so worried? And they're like, Ethan, not all of us got internships handed to us when we were juniors. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well. That makes I sense. felt
3: the same way when it was time to apply for colleges, and like I was already accepted at Franciscan, and I already had a bunch of scholarships and loans, and people were like, waiting to hear. I and it was I was all that was done in like December, and people in in like April were like, I can't, I don't know if I'm going to hear back whether or not I got into UCF or into into mm-hmm. University of Florida. That was crazy, and then I I dropped a Spanish class because Franciscan was like, you don't need two years of foreign language, and then I dropped out of Spanish
2: um i also think i can talk a lot about the lord in this segment like all of the ways that he kept just kind of pulling me back when i would try to run away Mm. all throughout this decade of yeah different like steubenville like my first steubenville conference i think was was 10 was in 2010 um oh yeah which is crazy
3: Wait, holy crap. Yeah, wait, hold on. This decade was important. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My first Steubenville conference was in 2010, and I led retreats and went on retreats and all these things. And um, then when I was in college, I got invited back over the summer to, like, help out with my youth group. And I did that for three summers and um, was involved in the leadership team at St. Isidore's at K-State. Like, there's all these different ways that I can look back and see, like, no matter how, how far I was trying to run away, like I cannot believe, like looking back and mapping it fully out, like it's crazy to see how much God had His hand in in every single aspect of it. Mm. Um, because I would try to run, and then like an opportunity would present itself, like, "Oh, you should go on this thing," or "You should do, you should volunteer your time in this way," and it would make force me to start asking questions that I wasn't asking otherwise, because I had a certain sense of obligation of like i probably should do that or i could do that that'd be good to do and then it ended up wrecking me spiritually and then i would have to take the next three months to be like do i really want that or do i not Mm -hmm. and then that just happened over and over and over again so that's pretty cool
3: yeah that is cool there's so much there's so much that happened that's like a lot (laughs) A lot of my in my in my high school pride, a lot of what I tried to garner in terms of reputation was the fact that, like everything I do, I just, it ends up working out. Like I don't try too hard, but it ends up working out. Yeah. A lot of what happened has happened in my life is because God cared enough to make sure it works out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's it's given me it's given me an incredible confidence, um, perhaps undeserved and perhaps <laughs> sometimes reckless. Where I have this saying, whenever whenever someone's worried something isn't going to go well especially with youth group um people were like really worried about this school year because they're like the first day is is next week and like we don't have enough catechists and like there's gonna be 100 kids in a big room what are we gonna do and i was like look it's like landing a plane it's gonna happen (laughs) one way or another Uh, i don't know about that (laughs) at this point at this point all we can do is make sure that it doesn't catch on fire (laughs) that's funny it's gonna land you know yeah it, gravity will do its job and we're good it's a perfect analogy um and a lot of my life like i only ever applied for one college you know yeah um i only ever applied for one job at a time yeah um because there was a lot there's actually there's like, really never been a time in my life where i've ever like, I haven't been like i'm gonna try for this thing mm-hmm. and then if, because I feel like this is what God's calling me to, and then I get it. I'm like, all right, cool, I guess. Yeah, it's just following the. Word, I was right. Trusting, yeah. And amazing. so much, so much has been him guiding me in my actions to like where I am now, and I'm I'm very happy with where I am now. Yeah. Before we do, meme of the decade. Before we do the most important part of the show, I
2: have to pee, so I'll be back.
3: <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> i know what you want me to do ethan i know you want me to talk into the mic and do something funny but i'm not going to i'm not going to and no one's gonna get to hear some like funny confession of mine you know no one's gonna hear like any weird things nothing this is a dumb bit i'm gonna stop i have to order the stickers Hello. Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. You ready for meme of the decade? I'm
2: absolutely ready for meme of the decade.
3: Okay. So
2: I am so excited. We've that. split up meme of the decade into a couple different categories <coughs> because we, we don't want to leave
3: anybody out. No, we don't. And you can't you can't pick one great meme. No. You've got to First things know. first, I want to mention to our beloved listeners. I know we used to be like really in on the memes and we used to be like all about the memes, but that has changed because we are men now. Yeah. And now that we're men, we...
2: (laughs) So our first category for Meme of the Decade is the
3: should have stuck around longer. Should have stuck around longer. Okay. This is is a meme. I, I will go first. Please. This meme I enjoyed... For its I enjoyed it for its it's uh, it had it had a certain um indescribable like X factor. Okay. It's not a meme that is replicable. It's not a meme that it's a bit it's a meme that's very versatile. Okay. Wasp memes. Wasp? Wasps. Was that
2: a meme? Do you meme? remember the wasp memes?
3: No. Do you remember the Norm MacDonald Wasp joke? The wasp sorry. You mean the moth Oh my gosh. Joke? Moths. why did Moths. I put wasps? I don't know. Moths why you put wasps. Yeah, moths. Yeah, I know the I know moths. Moth memes. Moth memes were funny. I, when were moth memes out? Moth memes were like it was like a year ago or two. Oh, yeah. See, and I were, wish they, they had were stuck around, around so longer.
2: so short that I didn't even know that they were around.
3: Exactly. I wish that they had stuck around a little bit longer. It was like <laughs> one of the one of the best. Um, not one of the best, but. One of one of the ones that I saw recently, it was the it was the stock photo of the girl in bed next to the guy. And she's like, "I bet he's thinking about other women." And it was a picture of a moth, and it goes light. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, funny. it holds up, you know. It's funny. It makes me <laughs> laugh. There's also that Sven Johnson video. Yeah, uh, a moth going to work, and I, he like I haven't seen it. I'll send it to you later. It's okay. pretty good. So anyway, moth memes. What, what meme do you think should have stuck around?
2: I wish um, – I, I think that this meme came a bit too early um, for its own good. I think if, yeah. it, had, if it had come into its form uh, a couple years later, then we would have gotten the full – it would have gotten the full treatment that it deserved. But because it was it was kind of the prototype, it was the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. Um, dat boy dat boy i i loved yeah. dat boy because there's just something about the the frog on the unicycle and mm-hmm. like the loud trap music that would play you know when it would be on videos and stuff yeah and like <laughs> the fact that it just kind of was everywhere um it, but it wasn't like done to death which was which is good and that's partially why i remember it so fondly but i wish that like it was more of a cultural touchstone than it is now because I yeah, think I, I, th- I just thought it was so good. I saw somebody wearing like a Dat Boy bomber jacket. I was like, man,
3: that's so funny. That's they, so cool. Oh my gosh. They could have like, they could have branded it so much better than they.
2: They really could have. Yeah. Cause yeah. And so I think for me should have stuck around longer is, is Dap Boy for sure. Because that's really the only meme I can think of that was like really genuinely good and made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And then, it, it it was gone before I could even, we've moved on to something else by the time we got around to it. So it's disappointing. That's a bummer.
3: Yeah. That's the disappointment that I get. All right. Our next category, next, next category are memes that should have gone away faster. Memes that did not deserve to be as popular as long as they were. Ethan, what is your meme that should have gone away quicker? <laughs> I,
2: I got some bad news. What? For me, it's Harambe.
3: Wow. Really? Yes. You should have gone away faster.
2: Yeah. I get it, right? Like, yeah. Obviously, shoot the gorilla. Uh huh.
3: Obviously, shoot like the gorilla.
2: To keep the kid alive. Um, <coughs> I understand why it's a meme. But it seemed like that meme had three or four lifespans. It did. It, it lived forever. It went on for so long. Unlike the gorilla. Yeah. And I was just. By the time its first lifespan was over, I was like, "All right, we did this. We did this one. It's it's good. It's over. You you made all of the Donkey Kong Harambe crossover jokes that you possibly can make. Um, <laughs> there's really no need to do any. Oh, we're gonna do it again. Okay, we're still. Oh, we're going, going again. Oh, we're we're going, going over again. again. <laughs> it seemed like it went for the entirety of 2015 and 2016, and uh, well, it
3: happened in 2016. Yeah, I just looked it up, but it yeah, 2016 yeah. and
2: 2017 then.
3: Yeah, so Harambe. <clears throat> But here's the, I forget what the exact number is, but I'm pretty sure Harambe won one percent of the general popular popular vote for the presidential yes. election. That's I'm pretty sure I mean. he won. That's what I mean. But I, yeah,
2: um, I, I, it should have gone away sooner. It was, it was a sad situation. Obviously, not that sad. Not really worth. I don't think the situation was worth memeing as heavily as it was memed. Yeah. Um, but that's just a retrospective. I mean, in the moment, I think. Who knows?
3: I I tend to disagree with you. Please on this. I think I think the meme stuck around a, for a really long time. I think that's a good thing. Why? I think the problem was that people were not using the joke correctly.
2: What were they doing?
3: I think I think the whole blank out for Harambe. I think that was stupid. Yeah, that was dumb. I think that a lot of the Harambe jokes were silly. Yes. But I think I think the the being initially incredibly shocked. It has all the layers of like a news story. It went through all the iterations. Like at first, everyone is legitimately surprised and angry about some event. Uh-huh. Then people are are laughing at the people that are generally shocked and surprised, and then those people kind of get shocked and surprised, and everyone laughs at them. Right. And then there's just layers and layers of irony until you have a nice seven-layer dip of irony. I think that is the perfect number. But I think the amount of time, because for instance, if you made a Harambe joke now, yeah, it would work. Because it's already gotten that seventh layer on it where it's like now it's just in it's just in the culture. But if you if you like if you like made a post that was like, oh, well, like, oh, man, Harambe on Twitter. If you tried your best, if you if you reposted that picture of Harambe in heaven with seats, the lion, no one would think that's funny. Right. But if you made like an original Harambe joke now, I think it would be funny. Maybe.
2: I don't know. I just never found it. I think the
3: problem is and always has been the normies. Well, yeah, and I used course. to think normies meant I used to think normies meant one thing, but it actually means another. See, there's another there's another layer of normies even further below the ones that I thought were normies. Yeah, and that's the worst. This is and their people, names are sorry. middle schoolers.
2: This is why people call us the meme boys because you go so deep into theory that people get lost.
3: You're right. That's why. I, <laughs> so our next category is. No, oh wait, you, sorry, you didn't do yours. Go away. Um, I have to go with rage comics. Oh yeah, yeah, classic those yeah. were around for a long time. Those were around for a long time, and I don't understand why people only posted rage comics. Like I remember when rage comic generators were a thing; like yeah. you could make your own rage comic. And I think, <laughs> or what do you call when those, we like, look
2: back? Those black and white, like the troll face and the Obama no. Nope yeah, and the, those
3: are all. Those are all. Um, you can't, rage comics.
2: You c- include all of those into the
3: okay yeah anything that's like the black and white illustrated like the freddie mercury success um yeah all of that is all of that is rage comics and it's because you can (laughs) i think when we look back on memes the history of memes we will look back on rage comics the way we look back on cave paintings yeah yeah this is this is i don't know if this is an original thought but this is what we this is what they look like to me it's like it's like a couple of it's like a couple of of proto monkeys banging sticks together going like LOL so relatable you know it's like that's that was what rage comics were it wasn't anything interesting it wasn't anything funny you know like at least wasp sorry moth memes wasp oh, really at least moth memes I can, yeah you can't say wasp memes wasp means something different it's a no no word um moth memes are at least funny it's like <laughs> moths they run into the light that's funny but it's not like LOL like you know, you know how when you're you're you have no girlfriend and like you're forever alone. Ho, ho. That was like that was everything that encapsulated the 2010s. Anyway, we all know why rage comics suck. Let's move on.
2: Um, the next category for meme of the decade is the endurance candidate, the the meme that will endure, um, deep into the future. I, hmm, this one's hard for me.
3: Yeah. Do you have a thought? Yeah, unfortunately, my my candidate for endurance is Harambe. Oh, that's tough. I think no, I I, I honestly my <laughs> I really don't think it will. I don't think it, I think you give Jake. it five years, nobody's gonna remember. I have to shout out Jake for this. Okay, my cousin I mentioned earlier. Yeah, <laughs> we were on the phone the other day, and he's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know when it started, but something happened when they shot that gorilla. Okay. <laughs> that was the event horizon. That was my exact. That was my exact reaction that was an event horizon that triggered like some kind of of uh universalization of meme culture it was no longer something that like people did on the internet sometimes it was something that everybody did on the internet all the time yeah and so i think i think the harambe meme will be remembered forever um as like i think in the same way that we remember double rainbow guy that's true You know,
2: there's got to be one that's that's even more ubiquitous.
3: I don't know. It's hard to say like the classic because the problem. The problem is now. Yeah, we can't we can't use any of the memes. Right. That are more recent. Yeah, because like we don't know. We don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know my endurance meme.
2: I mean, you said it before, but it's like it doesn't really count like Spongebob memes are always going to be around.
3: SpongeBob memes, yeah. SpongeBob memes are forever.
2: Yeah. But I don't I don't and I don't think there's anything that's gonna like compare. So I think there's gonna be new SpongeBob memes into the next decade.
3: Actually, you know what? What? I take that back. The Kermit meme, the Kermit T meme. Okay. That has had the most endurance. Why? Because that went from being an impact that went from back in the day being an impact font meme.
2: Yeah. It went to from being, being a Lipton commercial.
3: Yeah, it went from being a Lipton commercial, obviously, to being an impact font meme, to being like now, and then people started just doing the frog emoji, T emoji, and now people just say the <clears> word <tea>. T. <throat> I think I think because that meme went from like very far in the past into now, into being part of people's lexicon, like the word T is just something that people say all the time. I think that gives it a lot of endurance. I think it gives it legs, frog legs. Frog legs.
2: Yeah, I don't know too much I don't I don't think too good about what's what's gonna happen in, in the future. Um I would like to I would like to move on to our personal favorites though.
3: Okay, the um the first known iteration of the Kermit T meme is in January twenty fourteen. So that's that's pretty long that's lot. that's long ago. It was back when the word ratchet was still used. Oh, no. Remember?
2: Not, I do remember
3: okay what was your what's your personal favorite meme of the decade uh i would have to say the
2: as far as a a the sorry i just completely blacked out there Um, (laughs) too much day too honestly i'm 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 all over the place uh harlem shake yeah i loved harlem shake so funny because i knew about the song beforehand before the meme of course you did and then the meme happened and i was like this is great i got my youth group to do it um it was terrible yeah <laughs> but it was so fun it was like for a brief moment everybody was like let's all do a harlem shake and everybody was dancing around and <laughs> watching compilations of it on youtube seeing how crazy and crazier they could get um yeah, that one was that was a brief a brief moment. 2012. That was a great time.
3: Yeah, that was good.
2: That's you didn't really see anything like that before then.
3: That's really that's that's true. Shout out filthy frank. Okay. My all-time favorite meme. Yeah. Another song. Africa. Is that a meme? Africa memes. Why? Yeah, man.
2: Why is it a meme?
3: I mean I guess it's not no, it's still a, it's a meme. You it's can say that for
2: any popular song though, because people make jokes about okay, tons of
3: but followers. it's a okay. Rick Astley, never gonna give you up. Yeah. That's a meme. Yeah, even though it's an old song.
2: Yeah, but people don't link to Africa by Toto, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> they're like,
3: "That's a meme." No, it was so it was it was a song that regained popularity for some reason in like 2015, 2014, mm-hmm. at the same time that um, my. My choir sang it and uh-huh. like, uh, in like, a we did, used to do like a, a rock concert and we would do like acapella rock song and stuff like that. And so we sang, we sang, we sang Africa and that song had become like popular as a meme. It definitely is a meme. Look it up on know your meme. Okay. This is the official well, database I, of I memes. Believe you. I believe you. You don't have to look anything up. Yeah. I'm looking it up. <laughs> Toto's Africa. Know your meme um when did it spread oh this says it goes back to 2010 legend yeah right and they're crazy the full decade experience well there you a go full decade that's experience. Our,
2: those are our takes for the meme of the decade um and the last thing we want to do on this podcast is is looking ahead to the next decade what are you excited about what are you scared of what do you think's gonna happen
3: i think i'm gonna get married
2: okay that is that's huge that's a
3: big thing yeah Yeah. Who knows? Ten years is a long time. I know. Apparently, because I forgot how much happened.
2: We're gonna be in our thirties in ten years. We're gonna be in our
3: thirties in ten years. Isn't that weird? That's crazy to me. I don't want to be in my thirties. We're probably gonna have kids. (laughs) Yeah. What? And they're gonna have their own podcast. Oh no. (laughs) Um yeah, so definitely looking forward to getting married. Pretty excited about that very excited about that um i don't know first thing i'm going to do next decade i guess is uh say goodnight to you because you know we're going to be recording yeah um wow you're going to begin
2: the decade with me and end the decade with uh ethan jr bouncing up and down on your lap at 2 (laughs) a.m thinking after we
3: move into a two-family home oh gosh it's part of my prenup um (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh something i'm looking forward to this decade uh um i actually solidifying the youth group at the holy spirit making it like something that law that lives long after myself and this group of kids are gone yeah
2: i would love it if you could make uh, instead of just like what are you looking forward to i want like predictions
3: Oh predictions. Yeah, I think that's way okay. more
2: exciting. So that we can look back at this episode and be like, were we right or were we so, so wrong?
3: Okay. My main prediction is um Cardinal Casper for Pope. Okay. okay. Uh, no, that's I just I just freaked a couple people out. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> one of my predictions is I think uh I think Biden's gonna win the um, win the presidency. Really?
2: Yeah, that's bold.
3: No, I honestly think so, and here's why: it's because he reminds people of the Obama era, an era that people are more comfortable with. Yeah. And he's he's moderate enough that that Republicans would vote for him. Maybe. Huh. So if he wins the de- if um, say, I'm say I'm I'm gonna backtrack a little bit and say if he wins the Democratic nomination, then he'll probably win right. the presidency. But I think he's gonna win the Democratic nomination too.
2: I honestly think that Joe Biden will get steamrolled by Trump in an election.
3: All right. Just crushed. We we have to we just invented gambling. Let's gamble. That's, let's gamble on it. <laughs> you can't bet a presidential election. That's against the law. Oh really? I don't actually I think that's against the law. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> let's not say that publicly. <laughs> Any other predictions? Um, TikTok will fall. Yes, TikTok will fall, um, and the Walt Disney Corporation will buy NBC.
2: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that's a big. That's bigger. If it ever
3: happens, I'm gonna get so much clout. Like right. it's.
2: <laughs> um, I think that. Let's see here. By the time I'm 26, so that would be in three years, I'll either be married or in the seminary.
3: That's easy, though. I know. Those are like the two options.
2: That's, well, you got to leave yourself open. Um, by the time the decade is over, I'll have at least a kid.
3: Hopefully, if you're not, if you're in seminary. seminary. (laughs) Um, By the end of the decade, the crunch will have hit one thousand episodes. Yes,
2: I think that one of the big, um, social media tech companies is going to collapse.
3: Which one? You have to be specific.
2: (sighs) I oh. I'm going to go swing for the fence. I'm going to say Facebook's going down.
3: Mm-hmm. Interesting. They own Instagram.
2: That's true. Wouldn't that so, be crazy, though? I mean, with all the shit that Zuck has been going under. One more election, he's gone. Um, I think that uh, America's cultural, societal isolation will only get worse. We're going to keep isolating ourselves from each other.
3: Yeah, I think a world war is going to break out. I'm oh kidding. gosh! I hope I don't think so. I, I hope not. I'm not, not
2: going to predict any armed conflict because I, do, <laughs> I don't want that to happen. I don't. I think I
3: think that there won't be any armed conflict. Okay. How you, about that.
2: Honestly, though, do you think there won't be any armed? Yeah,
3: conflict? My, I, I was I was talking to a friend about this a while back. I I honestly think that there will not be any armed conflict within our lifetime. Really. Besides the ones that are already happening. Yeah. Like global armed conflict. That's right, what I mean. Right, right. I don't think there's going to be any world wars anymore. Sure. Obviously, they thought that in 1918 as well. And yeah, electric cars just aren't
2: going to do it. No. No.
3: No. I will never drive a self driving car. Oh, get it? Generalized AI. That's coming.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. AI's coming soon. Get ready for a lot of jumps in artificial intelligence this decade which that should be uh, the scariest thing out of all we could do a podcast on the dangers of ai sometime
3: i think the main danger is the um yeah (laughs) i don't know why people keep wanting to make it after all the after the 1980s i know
2: crazy i think yeah that's that's all i really have um the decade (laughs) but i'm i am excited about the next decade i think that it'll be good I honestly have no idea. You're, you're a lot more stable than I am. I have no idea what, what I'm going to be doing <laughs> next year. So That's fair. Uh, I
3: have a 401k. I don't. Um. <laughs> I have a 403b. Stop making things up. That's real. It's the non uh, <laughs> version of
2: a 401k. You should know this.
3: Um, you, Mr. Dave Ramsey. Mr. Dave Ramsey. That's my name.
2: Patrick, do you, any, <laughs> do you have any concluding thoughts, both on the decade and on this podcast?
3: I think I'm a big fan of this decade. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it ending. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's time to go. New decade, new me. That's all I'm saying. Um, I still think the decade starts next year, but that's all I'm going to say about that.
2: It's people. Just, it's just all about when the number changes. It's all that really matters. So
3: Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's what people care about. They're like, oh, it's 22. It's
2: a two. Yeah. See, I just gave you a psyche into the whole American. Uh, yeah. Psyche just like whole, the, into the whole
3: American window. Yeah, you're welcome. The number's different. And uh, I already made the mistake of accidentally putting 19 on a check, on my rent check for next month. I accidentally put January 1st, 2019. Well, so I've already made that mistake well once. Done. Usually the focus conference helps because you see <sighs> 2020 right. for a week. Yes. And, you're like, and you're like, okay, it's coming. Coming it's, coming it's it's here
2: it's, it's speaking here of 2020 sls be there um
3: or we will fight you we will round it.
2: us if you somehow made it to the end of this episode and you're on your way to sls right now let us know we want to hang out with you we want to spend time with you we literally you. i'm going to
3: reactivate my twitter oh for sls yeah big deal Let's, so dm yeah. me on twitter they're open at catholic pat If you want to hang out,
2: let's not do a meetup, but let's have the meetup just be wherever we are all the
3: time. The meetup is always where we are forever, wherever. We should have definitely have done a meetup. I'm going to ask Father Anthony if they're doing a meetup. I texted him about
2: that. You did? He said, the idea of a meetup meetup sounds odious to me.
3: Oh, that's right. He did. (laughs) So probably not, but we might just go to a bar and... Why does Father Anthony talk like he's wearing a black cloak and a tower? because
2: that's that's what he wants you can tell that's all he wants is to be this dark mysterious figure all right it's been a good decade i'm hyped for the next one who knows where we're gonna go and what it's gonna be like but i'm excited and you yeah should, me you too thanks for a great decade the crunch thanks for the crunch decade um patrick i guess the next time i'll talk to you will be at sls yeah dang
3: can't wait i'll see you there uh- See, um, tw- happy, 20- happy 20, happy Gr- 20, 20, grit 20, 20, grit 20, 20, grit 20, 20 <laughs> back at it again. This is a great 20 Great 19.
2: <laughs> wow. We did have a great 20 Great 19, but tr- we 20 had 20 for 19 is going to be even better. Um, do you have anything else for the people?
3: See you next decade. Classic.
2: Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week.